Start recording. Start recording. I meant for that to be like a French accent, and it really wasn't. Oh shit! March 9th. It's been almost a month. What? Wine guys? What's up, everybody? Look at how much I like that song. Mm-hmm. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. This is, of course, the one and only world famous mm-hmm. listened to all over the globe. Mm-hmm. This might sound stupid podcast. A podcast uh, two buddies do about once a month Yeah. at this point. Uh, I don't know if you heard me. I looked up. The last time, because mm-hmm. you were asking me, it was March 9th. So almost a month. So almost a month. Uh, podcast two friends do as a reason to get together and hang out mm-hmm. and uh, see each other and talk about whatever. Yeah. Talk about whatever. Mm-hmm. Dan, how are you? Not too bad. I'm having a great day. Yeah. So you remember how I said that I wasn't going to cut any weight this summer? Yeah. And I was just going to... It's not the lie. Our cameras were all fucked up, so I'm like looking at them. I think they're fine. We need to be, we need to get the ring lights. Mm-hmm. It's not bright enough. You're you're pretty bright. I've been told that my whole life. <laughs> and you're uh, a liar. I'm a liar. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <clears throat> the other day, just because I was looking at myself, and I was like, ah, I got like, I got some chub going on, mm. and yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. Uh, I posted a video of myself dancing shirtless mm-hmm. on Instagram. Like, I got, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but I weighed myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the weight doesn't really matter. My weight was 212. Okay. Uh, the weight isn't what I'm concerned with, but I did my body fat percentage. Mm-hmm. And so, like, last summer, I got down to 19% was my lowest. Okay. Uh, and again, I don't know if that's my actual body fat percentage. Mm-hmm. Just to review this with people. The way I'm using the body fat percentage calculator on my scale is it's not going to give me a 100% accurate reading of my body fat, Mm -hmm. but it will read it consistently the same. Sure. Or so I've been told. And so it can tell you whether or not you're moving up or down Mm -hmm. in body fat percentage. That makes sense. So I weighed myself with that and I was at 28% body fat, which is pretty high. Oh, wow. 
So like men... That's a decent jump. Men my age, mm-hmm. uh, it's recommended to be between 8 and 19% body fat. Like that's a healthy body fat percentage. Also, even when you were eight, like... I'm never going to get down to 8. No. But like even when you were like... When you like in the summer of last year, you were at... I was at 19. Yeah. Or 20. And it says 8 to 19, which like if I'm at 20, 22, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like totally split hairs about all that stuff. But 28 just felt unhealthy. Mm. Um, and like I could just feel it. Like anytime I'd eat food, it would, you know, it just, I could feel it. Sure. So I started doing this thing that Amber's been doing and has really been liking. Um, the problem is, is it's still like basically from everything I've read and everything I've watched, it's like. You can't really be in a calorie deficit and continue to build muscle. Or if you're going to, like you have to, I mean, really, really heavily track your calories and your macros, which I'm not going to do. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to cut down my body fat percentage and get it down to like, I don't know, 22. Yeah. Um, And what Amber has been doing that's been really successful for her. uh, She's looking great. I don't know. She's lost weight, but she's looking great is uh two days a week Mm -hmm. she only eats 500 calories okay oh my god oh shit steph and i are mid-movie uh oh dan hold on before i get into this Uh uh-huh what are we drinking tonight let me tell you It's all the way over here. Okay. Me and Dan are doing wine guys tonight. It's wine. Wine guys. We're drinking wine. So I bought a cab. Okay. I went to uh, Byerly's Mm -hmm. because I like their liquor store. Nobody's ever in it. So it just feels like my personal liquor store. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I went in there and shopped around. And I I don't know much about wine. Not a wine snob. Mm -hmm. I don't know a lot. Like we were laughing, you, me, and Rolo and Liam were yeah. laughing at how stupid it is. You're welcome. You're looking good. Uh, I was saying that to Amber for podcast mm-hmm. listeners because she said thanks. Um, so I went in there. Oh, we were making fun of like the how they describe their wine, full bodied with ripe mulberry fruit and a touch of cedar. Like I don't taste any of that shit. Your wine tastes good or it doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. But what I have discovered previously Wait, is are that... You, are you a Highlands Argentina guy, boy, too? I like Argentina. Oh, that was going to be my thing. No, this has been mine for a while. I have a little notebook where it's written. Because uh, when Amber and I lived on Grand, there was a liquor store that I would always go to. And there were guys that worked there that were like my age. And mm-hmm. I got to know them. Not know them, know them. But like they would recognize me and... Uh, and I, I tried a bunch of different wines. And I discovered that like Argentina and Chile... Mm-hmm. Uh, produced my favorite wines, and they were typically Cabernets, okay. Cabernet Sauvignon, mm-hmm. or a Malbec. Mm-hmm. Those are the two I liked the most, and that's like that's like the peak of getting into wine that I want to get to. Sure. Does that make sense? Like yeah. I don't want to get into wine any more than that. Like I found my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I never spend really any more than twenty dollars in a bottle. Mm-hmm. So I got some. I got an Argentina Cab. Okay, but that's not what we're drinking. Malbec. No, because when I brought it up, the lady was like, hey, it's buy one, get one half off. And Uh I was like, oh, cool. So I went back and I started looking at other cabs because I know you like cabs and I didn't want to go too much outside of your 
it's the only thing I've ever drank. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to go too much outside your comfort zone. And so I got a South African Uh-oh. cab Landscrewn. Okay. And the, the lady, when I brought it up there, just like me mildly, I was mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, I've never had a I've never had a South African wine. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I've probably had wine from California, Argentina, Chile, and like France. Right. Yep. Maybe. Yeah. Uh or like I was gonna say Washington or something. They probably make wine out there. They gotta. Uh and she was like, Oh, South African wine is great. They've okay. and she I don't disclaimer this is just a lady at the liquor store mm-hmm. but she was like yeah they've never put like they've never dumped pesticides or anything like that into their soil so their soil is really pristine and i was like i can't be true i can't trust you lady that can't be true <laughs> but maybe it yeah, is maybe it is so we're gonna try land screwing okay i don't know if i'm saying that right a cabernet sauvignon from south africa the wines of paul and hugo de villiers Ooh. It's not, that's not that impressive a bottle. But if we don't like it, I did for my dinner because mm-hmm. I made like a really heavy pasta dinner. Mm. I cracked the the other wine. So that's upstairs if we want it. Remember when I almost bashed that wine? And, or I did bash it, yeah. but it just thankfully didn't break. Yeah. yeah. And I have... Oh, God. Woo! Can I pour yours? Yes, please. Okay, we I have white carpet, so we really can't spill wine down here. Okay, you have a tiny, tiny little wine glass because these are the only glasses I I'm have. Just, I'm just doing little shooters. So you you feel free to have more wine. You can just hear mine is different sounding. Dan, thank you. Ropes, ropes, ropes. Hey, it's a Kimmy. Probs, Kimmy. We missed you, buddy. Ooh. That's tart. Yeah. I like that a lot. It's almost lemony. Ooh, I didn't like when I did that. Yeah, I like that. It's a lot drier. It's the, it's the least um, like fruity. Fruity, of. yeah. It's a lot drier. It's, yeah, it's not like it's like it's not boozy, but there's like a there's like that. I, I see what you said, lemon. Yeah, it's like that. Like there's a there's a little sting of there's something citrusy in there. There's yeah, something. I don't know. It's South African. How are you, Kibby? Uh, what was I talking about before this? I don't know. So yeah, we're drinking wine on the podcast tonight. I, th- I think, and maybe going forward, the only like that, the true next step, we just have to do it once as yeah. wine as wine guys. I knew you were going to say it. Is we have to get like four or five and just actually try them next to each other. <sighs> oh, I was going to say like let's go on a wine tasting. Well, I still want to do that. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'll go on a wine tasting. Yeah, I'd also go on a scotch tasting. Yeah, we're me and Dan have not been regular, so it's it's. Well, I've been pooping. <laughs> regular, uh, regularly podcasting, mm-hmm. so it's kind of harder. It's just 
shit's busy. My kids are literally always sick. Yep. Climbing's fun. Apparently climbing is fun. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Um, I remember what I was talking about. Body fat? <sighs> yeah, that's way drier than the one that I had earlier tonight. I like it. Yeah, I've only had three different wines. And yeah, this is like... You've had wine is, before that? Really? Not that I could tell. Like, I probably had, like, before we had wine... Just some blend? Maybe. That I, blend? I, I know I've had, like, a like a $100 bottle of wine before, but I could not I could not tell you anything about it because it was, like, 15 years ago. Right. That blend that Liam brought that one night, I was, like, making fun of blends, and then that one turned out to be decent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so... What I'm doing is a little... I mean, it's mostly the same. Uh, Ooh, fun. Oh, nice. Fun. Pool is fun. Getting out is fun. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for you. Shut the fuck up, phone. It's <laughs> okay. Uh, so what I've done... Mm-hmm. This was my third week doing it. Or no, is this my second week, Amber? I think this is my second week. Is on Monday and Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, which is why yesterday I said no when you asked about lunch. Oh, sure. On Monday and Wednesday, I f- I only eat a thousand calories. Okay. So it's it's fasting, but it's not fasting, mm-hmm. which makes it way easier. And like Amber, yeah, this is my this is my second week. Okay. So Amber was telling like explaining it to me, and for her, it's five hundred calories. Mm-hmm. But, you know, her total caloric intake is much less. Yeah. I figure mine is at about 3,000 for maintenance. Okay. Because before that, so I weighed myself way back in like the end of February, beginning of March when I saw my body fat percentage. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like the way I look right now is fine. It's not a vanity thing. It was just like 28% felt too high for what I'm comfortable with. Uh, So I just started to like track kind mm-hmm. of loosely what I was eating mm-hmm. and then what I was gaining or losing. And I wasn't, I was just kind of sitting there. Okay. So I figure my daily caloric intake is at about 3000 calories roughly. So if I'm only eating a thousand calories two days a week, mm-hmm. it's 4,000 calories over the course of the week that gets cut out of my diet. Mm. Now the catch is you can't then just go and eat whatever you want and stuff your face which is something I'm prone to do where it's like, well, I didn't, I only ate a thousand calories yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I'll order two lunches or like when me and Amber were out the other night, I ordered two dinners. <laughs> I, I fully finished my first dinner and I was just like, can I get a second dinner? <laughs> and Amber's like, sure. Uh, but so anyways, I weighed myself this morning because mm-hmm. I wanted to weigh myself after the fast day. And I, was down 12 pounds, which doesn't mean a lot for me because I can fluctuate pretty heavily. Okay. Uh, but my body fat percentage had gone from 28 to 26.6. Oh, nice. So, like, it already dropped, you know, mm-hmm. about a percentage and a half. So, I'm just, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. And, you know, I definitely have put on muscle over this winter. Oh, um, yeah. I think I could have been a little more directed with it. But that, like, the thing that I'm trying to figure out a balance for for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just always something that I'm going to have to, like, I'm kind of coming in terms with, I'm never going to lock it in and be like, this is what I do. I, it's always just going to kind of vary. Cause as you age, you know, 
your uh, metabolism changes Mm -hmm. and just, I don't know, all sorts of factors are going to come in, but it was like, I could have been more focused and eaten a little bit of a cleaner diet that was still in a calorie surplus, but like high protein, low in fat, but like Amber makes ice cream and it's so good. Mm -hmm. And I just don't, I don't think that I am obsessed with my image enough to want to track it all the time Mm -hmm. that's what i that's what i really like about this is that it's two days a week that i'm tracking my calories uh and i'm only going to do it for i don't know a month or two see how it goes and it's not even like that hard no like counting to a thousand is easy right well and it's oh that's the other thing that it's not that hard because like i wake up and typically i don't eat you know typically i wake up and i have like a cup or two of coffee Mm -hmm. uh and even on days that i run in the morning I don't I don't uh eat right away afterwards. Typically I'll I'll get into work, you know, do emails, check mm-hmm. messages or like Teams messages, talk to my media clerk and then run around and help people who I've you know morning is like my busiest time. Yeah. That's when I usually like schedule I try to schedule the most people in, you mm-hmm. know, and you're you can get pretty good at figuring out like that's going to take me 15 minutes. This is going to mm-hmm. take 20. This will probably take two. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, and so morning is when I'm running around the most and I'm probably not settled down in my office till like nine anyways. Mm-hmm. So I don't eat my breakfast till nine. And like then if you do a bowl of oatmeal with the brown sugar stevia, it's 130 calories and it's really good. Mm-hmm. And then it just keeps me full until lunch. And then maybe I have another bowl of oatmeal mm-hmm. or like, there's i'm fine i've found these way like it's nice because you eat all these little mini meals throughout the day so like yesterday when everybody ate dinner my dinner was i just i had like 150 grams of do you know what fingerling potato is mm-hmm. of fingerling potatoes and then i mashed them up just with a fork and then i cut up celery really fine because then you get a crunch in there mm-hmm. that was one amber found like you get this crunch and it was really good so i cut i put celery in them uh i just sprayed it with olive oil because we have a sprayer sprayed it with olive oil salt pepper parsley and then just a little sprinkle of parmesan cheese Mm -hmm. and it was because you haven't eaten that much it's so delicious (laughs) it just tastes like fine dining at a french restaurant it tastes so good Mm -hmm. but then like the potato and the fat and everything it fills you up yeah uh and then i love a midnight snack like i'm never gonna give up a midnight snack Mm -hmm. and so my midnight snack yesterday which is totally a psychological thing because I get our I got our biggest plate that we have. You know, we have like three sizes of plates. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the biggest plate and I cut up three oranges into orange slices mm-hmm. and then I have a little thing of cottage cheese with celery. Uh, I think that was it last night. Oh, and, and like a handful of grapes. But it fills this whole huge plate and it feels really indulgent mm-hmm. and really decadent to like sit down and just eat that much because it's this huge plate and you're, yeah. just, and you're eating for like 20 minutes. And also just the fibrousness of the oranges fills mm-hmm. you up. It's I don't know. It's It has not been hard. So I'm really like I'm crossing my fingers because I'm hopeful about it. Like, yeah, if I can just do that don't for two months. Easy. What is that? Two days a week. Mm-hmm. So what would it be? Do that math. I can't do it. It's like eight days a month. Eight days? 
of, of counting calories as opposed to if I'm counting calories every day to stay in like a 400 calorie deficit yeah. every day for two months, mm-hmm. 60 days. I mean, yeah, it's a no brainer which way to go. So it is one of those things where I'm like, it sounds too good to be true. But we'll see. We'll see. Like, who knows? Like, like maybe you like plateau faster that way. Like yeah, the, you might. But who knows? You, you, you won't know until you until you do it. Rest assured, I'll keep everybody posted. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's been, uh, I don't know. I'm hopeful. I'm, I've committed to doing it for April and May in my mind. Mm-hmm. And that's all. Then, then after that, I'll just go. Well, then after that, I think I'd like to, yeah, just try to eat at maintenance. Well, yeah, and you'll be you'll be outside more too because it'll be summer, right. now, so, it's, so it'll be easier to kind of right. work even more. Well, off. and oh, new news that I I got that bike. Oh yeah, I'm really excited about that, and like that's why I was super annoyed that it's just the past two days has been fucking cold. Yeah, we'll see what like Tuesday next week when it's supposed to be in the 70s. Yeah, I want to get out on that bike. Yeah, I want to see how it rides and like. Uh, you know, the brakes were good, but like switching gears on one side, you had to kind of like, I mean, it was, give her a yank. It was like a thousand dollar bike that I got for 300 bucks. Mm -hmm. You just had to like click it a few times to get it to click. And when I was talking to my assistant principal who Uh. loves bikes and like loves, he has like a whole bike shop in his house. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was like, oh yeah, bring it in. Cause Mike long Mm -hmm. said it probably just needs to get cleaned. Uh, Mm -hmm. Ugh, that's no fun, Kibby. And well, we had, I mean, we had a, I'll get into it. Mm. <laughs> I'll get into our weather. But when I talked to Aaron, he was like, yeah, maybe, but I'll just put a whole new thing on there, like a whole new oh, line or yeah. whatever. I don't know. So mm-hmm. I want to get out and ride it and then bring it to Aaron. Like uh, the thing that would happen to my bike when I would like take it on and off the, uh, the indoor trainer thing is the, the gears get out of line. Okay. So like it, uh, you'll go to, you'll go to switch and, it, and it's not quite there to the next gear. So like when you do like the switch, it's like, you'll hear it go like, because like the chain is, yeah. and so you have to like, it's like this like plus minus screw on like the back little derailleur mm-hmm. that like moves it and like angles it. So, I'm not gonna do that. No, I know, but like, but so like, so I basically, had to, I basically had to sit there and go, go with like one hand and like move yeah. it and like switch a gear and like see what it would do and then and then like just micro adjust it and then just micro adjust it until because well, it would just suck to be like going and then like it would just push and it would just change gear on its own. Sometimes it would just yeah. drop. Well, that's why I want I want to just get out and ride it and then bring it into Aaron yeah. and Aaron like let Aaron have it for a week mm-hmm. and he'll just soup it up. Mm-hmm. He was so excited because I emailed him. The Craigslist ad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is this a good bike? And he was like, when I was like, Aaron, I bought that bike. He was just like, he's, he saw me later that day. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, man, I've been thinking about you all day. I'm so excited. It's, he's like, you're, you've only had that mountain bike. You're going to get on that bike. And it's, I mean, it's like, it's like nothing you've ever experienced. He loves bikes. He was like, it's like you're on a rail. It's like you're just on a rail and you don't even have to put any effort into it. And you just go. <laughs> he's so jammed. It's not wrong. So I want to get out, uh, and then I think I am going to do that Fulton ride. So uh, tomorrow, mm-hmm. I'm going to make Nemo come to the 
high school gym with me mm-hmm. and I'm going to get on one of the stationaries and start training for that Fulton ride. Oh, okay. The Fulton 20. Mm-hmm. If you want to do it with me. And then the run, I'd like to still train for the run. Like I'll do, I'll, tr- I'll try to fit some running in, but like train for the Fulton ride. And then after m- that train for the run, but then I have to get my nutsack surgery mm-hmm. like uh, two weeks before the run. So I'll probably be fine to run, but it means like I wouldn't be doing any training yeah. up to it. So maybe I would just see if like I don't I wouldn't ask for money back, but it'd be like, hey, I just want to do the five k yeah. and not the five mile because I already I've already run a five k. Mm-hmm. I know I can do a five k. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, KB, we had a epic blizzard here. On Amber, did we we got eleven inches in Woodbury? I think so. Uh, we were the second highest, I think, or we were the fifth highest. <laughs> One of those two. Yeah, all overnight. Uh, yeah, all overnight, and so it was Friday night, and I was all just like, "Hey, cool! It's Friday night. Nobody has to get up and go anywhere tomorrow." Well, I mean, if it's just totally nuts out there, because we, mm-hmm. we had planned on. Our kids were going to go sleep over at Amber's mom's. But even in my head, I was like, if that doesn't happen, so what? I'd rather just everybody stay inside. Like, mm-hmm. we got plenty of food. We don't need to go anywhere. Uh, okay. Uh, and then it was like 7 in the morning. And Nemo comes comes into the room. And Amber had been sleeping with Aurora because uh, she was up coughing. So Amber and Aurora were in the guest bedroom. Nemo comes into the room and wakes me up and he's like, Hey, mama wanted me to tell you the power's out. (laughs) And I was just like, fuck. So I like shot out of bed. Oh, and the reason that I was so anxious about it is because we just got our siding redone. And so while they were doing the residing, they pulled all our external lights off and you know, there's just live wires hanging out there. I mean, I'm pretty sure they have the pigtails on them or whatever they're called. Uh, but still, it's just like live exposed wires if one of those got knocked off or who knows. Mm-hmm. So I was all freaked out that it was the blizzard had been so bad mm-hmm. that it just knocked out our power. But then the second I picked up my phone, I had emails from Excel saying like, hey, we know your power's out. Oh. Uh, and our power was out for 36 hours, like in the dead of winter. It's crazy. I've never had a po- in my whole life. I've never had a power outage in the winter. Yeah. Um. And there was power out. I think at the beginning of the day, there were like 280,000 people without power in the state. Yeah. Because the snow was so heavy. I mean, my neighbors, they have this tree that I love. It's just destroyed. I'm so sad about it. Uh, my neighbor across the street had like whole limbs down. Mm-hmm. The uh, the neighbors over here, and you could see in their backyard, a whole fucking tree, like roots and everything had fallen onto a power line. And it was just because the snow was so heavy. So heavy. It was fucking gnarly. And I already told you about this at lunch today, but I'm going to tell you again <laughs> for the podcast. It was just like Saturday was so brutal because I, we while we were getting our siding redone, they had a huge trailer mm-hmm. in our driveway. And so I knew there was going to be a blizzard. So I got Amber's car like as close to the house as I could. And then I fit my big stupid pickup in behind her. Because I didn't want it out in the street while yeah. they were plowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now that I'm saying that, I don't remember why I didn't just put Amber's car in the garage. I just didn't even think about that. Couldn't tell you. 
it wouldn't have solved this issue no. either way. So when it snowed, I couldn't get my snowblower out past like the cars and the trailer. So I had to go down and shovel the end of the driveway and where the, the plow wake was. And it was so fucking heavy. Was there? I guess they maybe they had their, their stuff for the siding in the way in the garage. Anyway, mm-hmm. it was so heavy, dude. Uh, and then so I basically I just shoveled enough to get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I because Amber's uh, sister and her family are... Do you want more? I'll let you pour your own. Your teeth are so red. What? So, Amber's sister and her family were out of town in Mexico, and Amber's mom was staying at their house to watch their dog, but Amber's mom has recently broke her ankle, so it's not, so it's not super mobile. Uh, so, I got everybody out, drove the kids over there because there was heat in that house. And then had to shovel their end of the driveway mm-hmm. and their walk and did all that stuff. Then I came back here, finished doing the, uh, the rest of my driveway once I could get the snowblower out. But mm-hmm. the, by that time, it had melted and was so fucking caked in there that it was like a combination of shoveling the end of my driveway and snowblowing. And then our neighbor across the street, his snowblower broke. And he's this old man out there shoveling the end of his driveway. So I went and helped him finish his driveway. And then Amber and I went rock climbing. And then <laughs> we got a hotel room for the night. But every, the hotel was like fully booked because everybody had their power out. Mm-hmm. And it was so it was just super noisy. Like we stayed by this family with kids, which like I'm not going to go get mad at them. The kids are excited. It was like two families and they were across the hall from each other. So the doors are constantly opening mm-hmm. and shutting. And, like, I'm just not going to be that guy that's yeah. like, it's 9 o'clock, get out, you know. Like, I, the kids have never stayed in a hotel room before, yeah. I'm sure. They were little kids. I mean, I would be telling my kids, like, all right, guys, it's time to settle down, but whatever. So I just slept like shit. Uh, and so, yeah, a Sunday, I was so wiped. So wiped. Uh, I lived east of Cleveland in the mid-90s. I think it was either the winter of 95 or 96, but we were without power for two weeks due to a number of lake effect storms during that period. Yikes, dude. Were you having fires in your house? We'll see. Like, I'm trying to think. So, Is that Lake Michigan? No idea. I doubt it's... I doubt it's it, maybe it's eerie. I'm pretty, eerie. Okay, I'm eerie. pretty sure I could point to Ohio on a map, but it's I don't eerie. know that I could 100%. Um... Yeah, lake effect, yeah. There's no fucking joke. No. It's just nuts how, like, much it can just, like, pick up and just dump. Well, yeah. I mean, it was, to be honest, it wasn't that bad. It never got below 60 in our house. Because um, yeah. thankfully, the I mean, the day after it snowed, the next two days, it was, I mean, 45 degrees. The sun was shining. And the way our house is, is it's like <clears throat> the morning sun pours into our house. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little bit in the afternoon where you don't get any direct light in either. But then it's like, I mean, pretty early on in the afternoon, it just starts pouring in the back of the house. And so it would actually warm up. Mm-hmm. The only thing I was worried about is right behind me in this door is our is our water closet. And the first year we were here, the pipes froze. But it was on one of those like... Oh, it was so cold. 
like 40 below mm-hmm. just standing air temperature days. Yeah. And the in so this over here is outside. Like there's a little uh, window right here that you can't see. And the cold air, it's I've just never bothered to insulate it that well because it stays so warm in the basement that it's never an issue. Yeah. And all we had to do when we woke up and the pipes were frozen, I just opened the door mm-hmm. and it was like a half hour later they were fine. Mm. But that was my only concern was that those were going to freeze. But otherwise it wasn't bad. It wasn't cold really. Lake effect snow is so thick and heavy. It was causing all sorts of issues. Okay. But yeah, it never it didn't it didn't get too bad. I ran the our gas fireplace for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh and then Amber said she turned it off cuz it started to smell weird. Uh and then I I thought that maybe the uh, the blower doesn't kick on if the electricity's out. Yeah. And it probably needs the blower or it gets too hot in there. Yeah, and, it, and, it's, and it's probably not like. And I didn't want to figure it out. It's not like the filtering. Hard way. Like not filtering is the wrong word, but it's not like um. Uh, you can do it. You know, pulling like because like the fan will take that heat and shove it and like disperse it more. Well, that's what I mean. And like also it'll send it like you know up because right when you turn the fireplace on, it doesn't necessarily kick the fan on, mm-hmm. but. It'll kick on after like 10 minutes. And I, I think it's like once it gets hot enough in there, then it has to displace some of the heat. Displace? Mm-hmm. Do you displace heat? Yeah. Okay. So I didn't want to find out the yeah. hard way and have it break. So I was just like, okay, we'll leave it off. Because I wasn't that worried about it getting it. Like the nice thing was if it had been multiple days, mm-hmm. uh, I would have just, we would have just stayed at Amber's sister's house. Yeah, because they're not there. Right. Well, even if they were there, oh, we yeah. would just, you know, suck it up and stay there. Yeah. Um, and then Amber's mom, actually, she was like, yeah, what we used to have to do when we were young and poor, like when they were kids Mm -hmm. is when it got that cold, they would just, uh, like, so I turned the water off here Mm -hmm. and then I just drained the, I didn't drain the pipes, but I just ran the water for like a minute so Mm -hmm. that the water that was in here Mm -hmm. all drained out so that you don't have to really worry about, you know, your pipes freezing. Yeah. And then she said what they would do is any pipe that faced an external wall, mm-hmm. they would just open all the cabinets and it was never an issue. Hmm. But we don't, all of our pipes are, they, the way our house is designed, basically the only place there's water is up the center of our house. Yeah. Because it comes in here, it goes across the ceiling and then it goes over to the, the where the center mm-hmm. <laughs> of our house is. So it was like, this was the only spot that we had to worry about and we basically drained all the water out of it. So good looking out, Amber's mom. Yeah. That was a smart call. But yeah, that was crazy. And yeah, big, big couple of, couple of big changes. At, see, that looks normal over here. It was like, "Holy cow." Well, that's why my like text box my, that's why enough. my reaction I was like, "Who wrote all that?" And then I look over here and I was like, "Oh, that's a yeah. normal amount of writing." But over there it looks so nuts. Um funny thing is, once the power came back on, we could finally watch the news. Come to find out even though the storms were happening, about 50-plus people got arrested for trying to ice fish on Lake Erie. <laughs> um, oh, one of the things I was thinking is, do you remember like two years ago when Texas had those terrible storms and like people died because mm-hmm. their power went out? Mm-hmm. That was one of the things I was saying to Amber. I was like, one of the good things here, one of the reasons I'm not super concerned is like our houses are actually designed to be in the winter. Mm-hmm. So like the insulation in them is probably much different yeah. Then the house, I think Amber said that where people were dying was in mobile homes in Texas. I'm not 100% sure. 
it, it I, I, I think there may have been some, but you know, it was also uh, deregulated power market. Well, there was a, led yeah. to a lot of it because they couldn't get power back. It's because yeah, there was there was so much like unregulated, like the the lines and stuff. But like set up the way they should be in our house if we're not you know if we weren't without power for 36 hours and it never got below 60 i mean that's pretty good insulation although they must have good insulation they, there because like amber's they dad were, they were out for like weeks though amber's dad runs the ac it was like it wasn't just two days it was but it like, wasn't 30 below for weeks i it, it might have been because it was freezing yeah, rain and stuff. It was. so it, 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 i'm sure it was cold like people like well you know, Maybe my point is invalid. No, no, I, no, no, no. It's totally possible. It is what I'm ultimately say. What I ultimately want to say is just insulation is so impressive yeah. in that way. Yeah. Where it was just like, I mean, it never. Who knows if it would have been like brutally cold? What it would have been like in here? And we have we have basements. They might not have basements. Uh, yeah. I I feel like I remember Paul Amber's dad telling me there's like nobody has basements in Arizona. Oh yeah, they do not exist in Arizona. Well, and he also pointed out to me once when we were driving around, he was like, you'll see houses that have two stories, but like most houses mm-hmm. are going to be one story and like they'll be spread out over a large area, mm-hmm. but that most houses will be one story because hot air rises. Yeah, like it, it dispenses the heat. Right. I thought that was interesting. But yeah, lots of changes at the Oscar Camp house. We got the big, beautiful new couch. Mm-hmm. And then we got our new siding. Mm-hmm. Going to get a new roof soon. Mm-hmm. Also blue. I don't remember what I think we just picked like whatever color shingles we have now. Just black, gray. Shingle color. Shingle color, yeah. That was not a thing that I, I was I really wanted to pick the side like the color of my siding. Oh yeah. Because I didn't I didn't hate our siding, but it was just this kind of like salmon yeah. color and it was just it was like eh. Yeah. It was just nothing. Mm-hmm. And now we have this beautiful like dark blue. Looks so good because all of our trim is white. Like everything else is white, and then we have that nice brickwork. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. I'm really, I'm really happy with it. James is going to come out because James is more knowledgeable about this kind of stuff. He's going to come out. I text him today, and just look at it with me because, like, I have some oh, questions. Sure. I'm like, is this normal? Should this look like this? That makes sense. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. Because to me, I look at it and it looks beautiful, but then what I was saying to Amber yesterday is like, it's weird because. I've never gone up to any siding on any house mm-hmm. and like looked at it really closely. So all the stuff that I'm noticing, it's like, is this normal siding stuff or is like, do, do they do a shitty job? No, that, that's, that's, I really don't know. Yeah. Getting him out here is a, yeah, James, James knows that kind of stuff. So that'll be nice. That's all I got, Dan. Okay. What do you got? You got a list? Well, I was, I was just going to go over, uh, movies that i watched since for the last month yeah uh the northman four to five stars Ooh, the northman is one i really want to see don't tell me about that one i will uh i I think as i said to you and mike when i brought it up before um it's like a Norse fairy tale similar to how like the Green Knight would be like an Arthurian. Yeah. It's like it's got that it's like that feeling of like Ooh. Uh, that makes me more interested in it. I loved the Green Knight. I'd give the Green Knight four out of five. I think so. That's when I keep meaning to rewatch with Amber. Um I rewatched Cure just because I it's a Oh what year what year did this come out? 
97. Um, and you said rewatched. Yeah. Uh, Japanese movie. Um, a wave of gruesome murders is sweeping Tokyo. The only connection is a bloody axe carved in the neck of each of its victims. In each case, the murderer is found near the victim and remembers nothing of the crime. Detective Takabe and psychologist Sakuma are called in to figure out the connection, but their investigation goes nowhere. Dot, dot, dot. Is this a Japanese movie? Yeah. Okay. Um, four to five stars. Peter just bushy. You know, I, 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 could, I, could see, I could see you giving it like four and a half. What's it called? Cure? Cure. Um, basically, so... They... The first crime scene that they show you is... Um, this guy's killed uh, a prostitute and there's just a deep like X just like carved here on the on the like the chest neck area mm-hmm. um, and they've had this is not the first murder like that but it's not the same person and so they're not sure why different people are doing the yeah. same thing to people yeah um, and so he like he he starts thinking like he starts going down this rabbit hole of like is it is is it somehow like hypnosis or like what's or like what's going on? Mm-hmm. But it's like a very like flat movie with just like ten minute long shots. Like there's not it's very un it's not like uncinematic, but there's not like it's un- huge action scenes. Yeah, like, it's very I was gonna say unproduced, but that wouldn't be right either. Like it's very like methodical and just like things are just happening in a scene for a while and like people are talking and like it's I'm trying to find a word because then i thought tepid but that doesn't seem right either no because uh but it, you know it's not and it's yeah it's good i i, I would recommend it okay uh then i watched for some reason when i was like on letterbox like this like that's the site where i we like keep track and you can like look up movies and stuff like that um at the bottom sometimes it'll put up like recommended or like mm-hmm. similar movies um and for some reason like this liam neeson movie called Nonstop popped up from 2014 where it's just like the the poster is him like flying backwards through a plane with a gun uh from 2014 yeah so it's like fairly like recent like you know well past his this is right like, this is like dad neeson just kind of <clears throat> coasting off of like taking stuff dad action um, but I'm like, oh, like, like the reviews weren't terrible. Like people seemed to like think it was okay. Uh, Bill Marks is a burned out veteran of the Air Marshal Service. He views the assignment not as a life saving duty, but as a desk job in the sky. However, today's flight will be no routine <laughs> trip. Shortly into the transatlantic journey from New York to London, he receives a series of mysterious texts ordering him to have the government transfer 150 million dollars into a secret account, or a passenger will die every 20 minutes. Uh three and a half stars it's uh <laughs> I, I enjoyed you, it you can go in depth on that one i'm never gonna watch it uh so like it starts like his daughter has died a few years ago okay. of cancer yep he's divorced from his wife he's got a drinking problem sure uh um, who, who wouldn't exactly so he's already got like he's got this baggage coming into this whole thing he gets on the plane um he had like an argument with his boss like earlier in the day because like he he didn't want to like have to lay over in London for three days. He wanted to just get home. He just wanted to like fly back. 
He didn't want to have to like sit there for a couple of days. He wanted to be on like the first flight that they could get back. Okay. He gets like a, there's like an ins. I'm assuming there's there, there's some sort of interior network on a plane that is like strictly for like secure communications between like pilot it's and things movie. like that. There can be anything. In TSA, like it seems like it seemed real enough in my mind. It's like, oh, that would make sense that sure. like they would have secure communications on a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I gotcha. So he has like his. He has his like kind of like text phone that he can get messages from like his superiors or like communicate with them. And his thing pops up like, hey, send me this money, this account. And it, like and it knows things about him. And it's like that sort of thing where it's like if you don't do it in 20 minutes, like starting now, someone's going to die. OK. Um, he ends up killing the first person at the 20 minute mark himself. Why? So there's a second air marshal on the plane and he finds out that like this air the air marshal is in on it or like or might be compromised also okay. so like he goes to like huh. confront him like because he sees him walk towards the back of the plane he goes to confront him in like the the bathroom and he like, gets his gun out and like he's like because he's got whatever all he's got whatever problems in his life so he needs the money that he's that like sure um it's so like to get in this fight just in the tiny little like bathroom yeah, watch your wine <laughs> and it's it's kind of fun it's like a decently choreographed like stupid like fight scene in a tiny airport airplane bathroom yeah and he kills him like Brayley like, snaps his neck on the toilet <laughs> um and so like he ends up being like the like he kills this first person um and then you know as he tries to communicate with like his superiors they're just like they don't they don't fully believe him. It's like what the fuck are you talking about like this is this 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 is a, like if you got this thing it's like a joke like i don't like how can this person think they can they can kill someone every 20 minutes this, this doesn't seem like a real thing sure and the accounts in your name like that sort of thing where it's like the the bad guy set up the yeah yeah um and so like as we progresses they start thinking he's hijacked the plane okay um and as like people start to die like one of the like one of the pilots dies uh how are they dying you find that out later Okay. Like how he's actually killing these people, um, but the passengers start to get like start thinking like this guy's off his fucking rocker because yeah. like he starts like acting kind of wildly and like attacking some of the passengers, thinking like they're in on it, and and so and then the more you describe this movie, the more I want to see it. And that's the thing, more like, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and so like it goes through and it gets it gets to a point where they already think he might be hijacking or like this fucking you this marshal is insane and i hope he's in on it they turn the they get like the tv stuff turned back on um and the news says that he's hijacked the plane okay and so the so like the the passengers are fully on board with, okay we got to stop this guy yeah yeah um and they go and they and they they attack when they tackle him and stuff like that and but he convinces them it's like like he like basically gives them his whole story. It's like, yes, I'm a drunk. Yes, I'm like, I'm not hijacking this plane. Someone is like, yeah, someone's a, doing this. Yeah, and the guy had snuck a bomb on to the plane. The the bad like this bad guy. Of course, guy. yeah. Um, and so they're trying to figure it out. Like they're like they can't like they can't figure out who it is or whatever. So they this seems so specific. It has to be a real thing that that like must be a last chance thing that a plane will do um Damn so the bomb's gonna go off yep before they land <clears throat> they can't um they still think he's hijacked the plane they don't believe who's they in that sentence 
the FAA, like, okay. all, like everyone outside the plane thinks that he's everyone still the, outside of the plane thinks okay. he's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but people inside the plane have sided. They, with they've him. now come around to his side. Okay. Um, so they know they won't be able to like. They're like, okay, there's a very good chance we can't disarm this bomb because we don't know we don't know how bombs work. We're just dumb people on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> so what they do is there's a you put it in the back door. So the very, very back of the plane by yep. the door and you and you put as much stuff as possible in front of it yeah. to try and like force the explosion to do as little damage as possible. Sure. And break that part of the plane, which would allow you to at least repressurize the rest of the plane and try and make a landing. OK. So that, that seemed like, OK, that's true. That makes sense. How okay. are you repressurizing the plane? When it gets to like a certain altitude, the plane will just like equalize its pressure. OK. It, it even can, even it, though it, there's a giant hole in it. Yeah. Because like it's 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 low enough that the air pressure isn't different than the outside and the inside yeah, yeah. if you're okay. at thirty thousand feet it's too high yeah and the problem is they can't go down or because the bomb will go off there's it's like speed they're being tracked by two fighter planes because and they're above iceland and they think that if he makes a sudden drop he's going to crash the plane into like a city okay so they'll shoot him out of the sky <laughs> so it gets to the point where like time's about to like run out and the pilot has to just just jam the jam the plane down to get it to eight thousand feet. Okay. And at this point, the the uh, the uh, the villains have revealed themselves, and so they're like they're fighting as the plane is like diving, and so he's like, "Oh, the villains are actually on the plane." So there actually is. Okay. And it's, it ended up being two guys that fought in the first. Uh, they fought in like uh, they fought in Iraq after. Hi, I want to offer promotion. Oh, thank you. Um. That fought in Iraq after 9-11. Okay. And they think that we've gotten, like, complacent in, um, and we're, and we're no safer than we were then, than, okay. like, when, like, the planes hit that building. And so they want to, like, prove that, like, this, they, they want to basically frame this air marshal. They're like, look, the skies aren't safe. So that that's, but they're also, you know, they're going to try and steal $150 million, but they want to try and like prove that like this, like the skies aren't safe. They're like, they're, you know, it's their grand gesture sort of thing. Right. But they both die, of course. Of course. And, they, and they land the plane. Liam Neeson wins. And they land the plane. Uh, I don't know why that made me think of a good, like a, just a good starting, a jumping off point for some dystopian uh, novel about the, the U.S. is some Jeff Bezos character mm-hmm. j- just... Uh, takes, I don't know, $500 million. How much money does Jeff Bezos have? $60 billion. So he takes $500 million and just starts his, like, or some Elon Musk or some nutcase and just funds his own private military and tries to overthrow the U.S. government with a, a privately funded army. Oh, sure, sure. Like, billionaires have private armies. Right. Like, that's, that, that's, what, that's what, like, Blackwater is. That's what I mean. Like they're 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 run by. Remember, remember Betsy DeVos? She was the education secretary under Trump. Yes. Yeah, her brother runs Blackwater. Well, I know I know what Blackwater yeah. is. And and that's that's the it's closest. not called Blackwater anymore. They Correct. rebranded. Yes. And that that that's like the closest thing to that. Where like they, I right. watched. Oh fuck! I watched this whole weird tangent. Like I watched this thing on like they've the used point of this like podcast. Um, of like like guys that were like in like the crews that like did it that. I forget I forget what their company was called, but they 
basically went in and just like defeated like rebel armies in south in south africa and like oh. because because like for as much as like they have you know this the south african whatever rebel group might have, might have more people and they have guns they can't beat no like 50 well-trained guys well but also Two things. The yep. U.S. government has done that a ton. Oh yeah, like, where they like, have they have destabilized yes, yes. countries. Like, this was about that thing. Like this wasn't even like the U.S. government doing this. Right. This was like private, like a corporation. But also, if they just have better tech yeah. and they're better trained, it works that much. Yeah. But also, I mean, look at Afghanistan and you know a guerrilla war. There's something oh. to be said for guerrilla warfare too, and just knowing the landscape and yeah, you know, being. It's your, whole, it's your whole Black Hawk Down situation. I've never seen that. Uh, Don't explain it to me. No, it's, it's a real thing that happened. I know. It's one of those ones I always want to see or read about. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, World War Z. You. For some reason, it, 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 it popped up on... I gave it three. Like, three? It, it, I, like, I, I've never seen it. I enjoyed like the through line because it, like, it, kind of, it was kind of fun. I am mad at that movie in principle because they it. took... that. You could make World War Z... Hold on. I gotta get on a soapbox. Yeah. I've never sat down and I've read the Zombie Survival Handbook, mm-hmm. which, by the way, recently Amber picked up, and I was like, "Amber, you're not gonna like that book." And she's like, "Well, I'm looking for a new book to read," and I was like, "You're not gonna like it. It's like, it's like a a textbook." Amber needs to read Red Dawn. And then I've said that multiple times. Amber, Red Dawn. And then Amber started reading it and gave up on it. And she was like, "Yeah, I don't like this because it's. I, I mean, when it says Zombie Survival Handbook, that's literally what it is. Mm-hmm. But it was it was so unique and so fun when I Not first discovered it. Red Dawn is a red book. red Red Rising. Thank you. Red Rising. It's about, about Mars, kinda. And like it's like Hunger Games meets uh, other things. It's listen. I'm gonna get us off on a total tangent. Wait. How many more mo- movies do you have? That's a lot of movies. Seven. <laughs> Amber, are you even there? Probably not. She read, uh, but she started it and then just didn't finish it. I have to get it for you? I okay. guess so. Uh, but World War Z mm-hmm. is the hands down, bar none, mm-hmm. nothing has come close to the World War Z audiobook. If you haven't listened, like if you've read World War Z, whatever, if you haven't listened to the audiobook World War Z, I've never experienced another audiobook like it. I mean, it was fantastic. And that book lends itself so well to a mockumentary about World War Z. Mm-hmm. And they made that stupid whatever movie with Brad Pitt. I was so mad because I was so excited when it was announced. Mm-hmm. And then it just. Then they just bought the title and did fuck all with it. Mm-hmm. And I still, I'll never, ever watch that movie out of principle. I so badly want them to make an actual World War Z movie. Because the audio book was so good that I was like, well, a movie would also be great. It, it, it made me wonder if they... Um, Amber, I'm hungry. If some of the places they went to were things from the book, but they just used Brad, Kitt, Brad Pitt as a singular character to just do everything. No idea. Amber liked it. Amber watched World War Z, didn't you? Because, um, yeah, like they go to like they go to Korea to try and find out where it started. And then that, that that takes them to Israel. And then from Israel, they go to outside of uh, some, I think someplace in Wales. I don't remember it. Uh, it can't be that good. Where like the, the part in Wales was the part that was like I 
I didn't I didn't like as much um, because it almost turns into like it turns into kind of like this kind of like slow like survival horror game. Okay. Um, where they have to like where there's like two pieces of this um CD not CDC uh WHO facility. I don't know. And this half is like sealed off, and there's there's nothing they they've, but in the other half where um I forget why they had to go in there. But there's something they need to get from the other side, and that's got people that were that turned. That sounds like a Resident Evil game. Yeah, and so they, so they have to like get through it because his whole. You th- need to make this serum to kill the plant zombies, but you have to go to these three different rooms. That thing is like his whole thing is he's like okay, like because he's seen throughout the movie people get passed over by the zombies, like they'll just sprint past like this okay. this old guy, or this kid. Um, I should re-listen to World Wars. Yeah, I don't remember. And it's he realized that they. Like his assumption is that they these people looked like they might have been sick, like they may have had like uh, like cancer or some like thing, and they and these they can sense like it's like a body that's like not worth putting the infection not into, worth engaging with. And so his thing is he wants to get there um, to find like basically because it's they have all of these, like, these horrible diseases in this facility, like a CDC, like yeah, a yeah. and so. Um, he ends up like injecting himself with one of them. I forget which one it is, because like one of the horrible diseases. Yeah, because like he, of course, like it didn't work out. They like they the zombies like saw him get in there, and so like he he injects himself so that they um and they basically leave him alone and he can walk back. And so like I think they they end up making it some like mixture of like typhoid and something else, and they basically start inoculating people with viruses and then giving them the like the antidote but it's like in them so the zombies no longer just they just don't see them anymore hmm. and so they can end up like slowly going back into the cities and like eliminating everyone that's infected what by you, basically being not seen what did you give world war z three because it was like it was like a it was a, a fun little like romp for most of it but then it kind of like there are parts like because like three is like i i had like i enjoyed it like i didn't turn it off but it like it was like missing. It was missing some stuff. Sure. What's next? Um, Hold on. Actually, before you get to what's next, go ahead. I'm about, I don't know, 150, 200 pages into the second book of the Three Body Problem. It's called The Dark Forest, yeah. I think. Did you start reading Colorless Sakuru? No. Okay. You should just start at The Dark Forest. Okay, I'll do that instead. Yeah. Because I, 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 I just finished Heat 2. <laughs> okay. Because what I want to do. I want to have our three-body problem spoiler cast. Yes, yeah, they only took over completely healthy bodies. Okay. Uh, I, want to, I want to have our three-body problem spoiler podcast, mm-hmm. but I also want to, I, like, now that I'm 150 pages in, I want to make predictions. Ooh. I thought that would be fun, but maybe not because I'm going to be really, f- well, you'll be able to read faster than me probably. Um, let me see exactly. How long? I just mean in general, you yeah. have more free time than I do. Although I did devour that first book, but that was on spring break. Close. I'm trying to get. I'm texting Amber, trying to get her to make me food. Dark forest. Hope I can hear. Amber's the best. What are you looking up? Let's see how long. You uh, should at uh, some point 20, read Colorless Sakura. Twenty-two hours. So, like, if I like, uh, I, I, I can I, I could get through that 
by the end of the month. Is, is that is that how long you think it'll take you, or maybe a little longer? Maybe a little longer. Okay. Yeah, that 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 would time out. I haven't been listening to the audiobook as much on this one. The first one, it, I got it. I read it during spring break, mm-hmm. so it was a lot of walking around the building, mm-hmm. uh, you know, doing stuff like that. So I, like, doing projects where I could just sit and listen to it mm-hmm. undisturbed. So I just plowed through that in a week. I didn't, yeah. and then I bought the book and read a little bit of it. But I mostly bought the book because I wanted Amber to read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, you should start that. But you should read Color of Sakura at some point. I think yeah, you'd I, like I, that book. I still have to. Okay. Because like, I, I, I like him. Um, All right. What's next? We'll skip over Steve Zizou just because we watched that for movie night. Yep. I then watched Royal Tenenbaums the next day because I hadn't seen that in forever. I should rewatch that. Um, I give it four and a half stars because it's like it's just. Yep. Four to four and a half. That's what that movie gets. Um, What'd you give Zizu? Four and a half. Okay, I, I, I liked it more watching it <laughs> again. I'm reading, I'm, re- I'm reading that in the voice of Khan. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so <laughs> why do you always give him the finger? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I love you. Um, hello. Uh. So Scott, um, oh no, Bakia, uh, Bak Baklava. What's his, What is it? Ackerman. Oh yeah. And Sprague the Whisper, like he has like his. Mm-hmm. They start doing this thing called like Scott hasn't seen, where it's, uh, they go through movies that are kind of like blind spots, and because Scott Ackerman has seen a lot of movies, being in Hollywood and just being like a cinephile like his entire life. But there's certain like mainstream things where he may have been like, what would have watched that? Like I'm a I like artsy movies or something. Um, it started because he's never seen Ninja Turtles. Yes, never saw anything Ninja Turtles. Stuff. And that's a perfect example of like, why would I have seen that movie? Yeah. Um, so they did. Uh, Mad Max for uh, the second one, the uh, Beyond Road Warrior. No, that's not the second one. Yeah, Mad Max is the first one. Road Warrior. Mad oh, Max and then two, Thunder, the Thunderdome was the, the third. third. Yeah. Okay. okay. And so they had this like crew of Australian like comedian troupe dudes that were just like on there to talk about it. And on the comedy bang bang podcast, on the oh, Scott, yeah, yeah. on the oh, Scott yeah, yeah. scene. Okay. And he he brought up like the, so at the beginning there's kind of like hey so you know like what's you know what's kind of like your one of your like favorite movies or like the last like little bit. Who were uh, they posing this question to? To the Australian dudes. Okay. Um, I guess the third guy and he's like. He's like, I've seen Spotlight like a few times, which is like a, a weird movie to pick. It's like a it, it, it won Best Picture, but it's about like the Boston Globe um, uncovering more so the Catholic abuse stuff. Okay. okay. And it's like, wow, like, you know, it's like one thing is like, why, like, you know, why would you watch that more than like, like that sort of conundrum of uh, and he's like, I think I like movies about people that do their jobs really well okay and that's I where i'm bored with that and i and i, I was thinking that i'm like that's what i i'm like oh that's like right up my alley because like mm. i was starting to think i'm like it's like i like sicario i like like i've watched like zero dark 30 multiple times like i love michael clayton like there's something about a, there's something about a person that just it like there's a little bit about the family stuff but it's not important most of the movie is just this person 
doing their job extremely well. Sicario. <clears throat> my favorite part of that whole movie, for multiple reasons, mm-hmm. but like zeroing in on, on what you just said, is the bridge scene. Because mm-hmm. all those guys are so locked in. And, he, and, and he, fucking handle that situation. And you don't realize until Avatar it's like, oh, they, these the Mexican dudes didn't stand a chance. No, because like, those guys are locked in yeah. and, like you said, really good at their job. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, so I watched Spotlight. Okay. Um, Have you ever seen it before? No. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's very good. I, I gave it four stars. Like, okay. it's, it's, it's like, I, I, I liked it for what it was. Like, the people in it are very good. Um. You know, it's not necessarily a movie I have to like return to. Um, you know, it's it, it, the subject matter is tough. When you say return to, like you're not gonna watch it again. Yeah, yeah I, I, probably, I don't. I don't feel the need to. Um, the subject matter is tough. Like you know, they're they're just like openly like they're just like openly talking to people about. Yeah. I'm um, never gonna watch it. And it's like the whole thing is just like it's one of those things where it's a necessarily like a. Hindsight is twenty twenty thing, but everyone, so many people in the community, like, are inadvertently were complicit in everything that was happening. Okay. Um. Be it the police, be it the newspaper that even like the newspaper they work at, right? Like, at some point, should have seen the forest for the trees and actually and like could have done more, but now they actually are and. Um, like that's one thing that uh, what's his face is character uh, the guy who plays Birdman originally played Batman that guy uh, Michael Keaton um, because like, they talk like this one guy's like that uh, like kind of represents uh, a bunch of the families and they they'll just go directly to the church to get money and just kind of bypass the courts sort of thing it's like you know we're like they're getting their money. It's not in the courts, but it's like so. It's like he's 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 getting the family something sort of thing, um, and so you know they they kind of come at him at one point. He's like you know, I he's like, I sent you guys like twenty names twenty years ago, mm-hmm. and like that's at the, that's that's the point where like Monkey's like oh like like that's the desk I worked at back then. Like I just didn't do anything with this. Like we ran we ran a short story on it, but that was it. Hmm, okay. And so like the like. It's a lot of the people kind of coming to terms with like what it was to grow up in the community and, and kind of seeing like, yeah. oh, wait, we were just like we were all involved in allowing this to be a thing that just kind of never going to. Did you ever see Mystic River with Sean Penn? Yeah. I, so I never saw it, but I read the book mm-hmm. and it's a fucking it's just from always dark as fuck from page one. It's a fucking gut punch. Yeah. We're like, this, like, th- like this isn't like that sort of like, this isn't like that heavy. Like it's right. dealing with like. T- like tough subject matter but it's not like beating you over the head with like oh, mystic like as mystic river did that was the last one i read that one when amber was pregnant with aurora and that's so nemo was born yeah, yeah good luck getting through spotlight now with kids well yeah that's what i'm saying i'm like i felt bad the night we were doing uh what was our jungle jungle assassin court jungle assassin court run for movie night yep where everybody had to pick the jungle movie everybody had to pick an assassin movie and everybody had to pick a court movie mm-hmm. and rollo picked uh 
not Apocalypse Now. What did Rolla pick? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Platoon. Platoon. Rolla picked Platoon. And at the end of it, I was just like, I don't, I don't ever need to see another fucking movie like that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it's nothing against Rolo. It's not like he made the movie. You know, Rolo's got a big heart. He's a sensitive guy. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad. But it was like, listen, that movie was good. But I don't care how good the movie is. Like, I just, there's just this thing in me as I've gotten older where it's like, man, I don't need to do it. I just don't need to like, I, it's too, like it wears on me for, or weighs on me for days. Yeah. Some of that stuff where it's just like, man. Yeah. Like, like there's like, like, <clears throat> like the movie like ended, like they run the story and at the end it says, you know, at the bottom it's like, it's like call the spotlight line. Like that's like their, the, the name of their piece of the paper where they do these like in-depth things are called spotlight. And so, um, they're like you know, oh, hey, man, that was like, good. I want more of that. Like call the call this line if you know if you if you have any more information about like because they end up like the f- the fucking numbers are nonsense that they end up like extrapolating to of like how many like they talk to this guy in the middle and he's like okay he's like um, people are still going to church yeah he's like so like there, so there's this many priests um, and I he's like I think you do about twenty per, like. 15 to 20 percent are have the privilege like that they'll that, that they're probably engaging in this right and so they go through and they're just like okay like so like they get the number of like priests like in Jesus. The, the Massachusetts area and it's like we have fucking 90 guys like like just that area yeah it's like nine like it went from being like oh there's like 13 they knew about it's like and they'd fucking move them around well, and that's and that's when they start because i like, think they can start they start seeing this thing in like the uh because there's like the handbook of like every priest everywhere that the that the archdiocese puts out they're like oh like these are the people that serve this community and they'll they'll find them and it'll be um leave of absence but beside the name and that means they are in the process of being moved because of this thing Holy and so they, shit, so they can start dude. tracking literally all of it um but Yeah, and like so, like 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 it starts getting right. You know, I can't even think about it too much, or I'll just yeah. get like. And, and, and so it gets to the end, and Alice like and Chain song. They were worried that like people might come out and protest because they did this thing, and like right. it, like the last time they ran a story that kind of attacked the church, like it, it you know, death threats and things like that. And so they show up the next day. There's there's no one out protesting, like, but like the phones ringing off the hook down in the basement, like where like their office is, of just people calling to talk about. Being assaulted. Yeah. Yeah. And, Fuck. And so it's, it's a movie I'm very happy I saw because it's, it's a very good movie. And like I learned a lot more about yeah. that whole that whole thing. That's like there's a movie uh, not about the subject matter, but kind of about the same. I think it's called The Big Short. Oh, I love The Big Short. It's a movie that I always want to watch, but I'm so afraid to because I, I feel like at the end of it, I'm just going to be like, motherfucker. Like uh, that's a, that's the thing. It's not like again. Like that's a movie. It's not I've, a feel good movie. I've seen that movie like <sighs> two times, and I've just watched clips from like scenes of it on YouTube a bunch. Because like it's extremely entertaining in that regard. But again, it's it's also a thing of like it's happened. Yeah, it's a fucking movie about a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh man, yeah. I I watched today this clip. Uh, the problem with John Stewart. Oh yeah, him talking to some former U.S. blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and it's it's the same thing where it's just like, God damn it, we're so fucked. 
Like that's the way I feel like at the end of it. It's just like, uh, there's nothing you can do. Rich people just want to be rich and they hold most of the cards and we're just fucked. Yeah. We're, 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 we're at their whim. It's so scary. Um, and like that's one reason why I knew like I gave succession a shot like Ugh. was that because sure, Adam, cause Adam McKay like stepbrothers dude yeah he Big Short is his movie okay and I'm like oh, okay oh he's oh, okay he so he's he's got this thing succession coming out and so I, that's why I'm like oh, I'll give it a shot because I, yeah. I, I kind of liked his kind of foray into that sort like, non non comedic right. like like still like darkly comedic like subject matter um. But yeah, the, the the big short in the same way is very informational. It's a lot more cinematic than like like Spotlight is just like people reporting. Right. Big short is like they're flying to like Florida and stuff like it. Yeah. It all really happened. Um, but it's a, it's a, you know it's a lot more like colorful. It's a and, movie. Yeah. And he'll use like uh, like like he's got like Anthony Bourdain as himself in it at one point because like when it gets to like a thing that you might not be able to like. He'll say like a, the word like arbitrage, something, something, something. If that's super important to like how everything actually functioned and why it did the stuff. Yeah. He'll bring in a celebrity as himself to like go, and here's how this works. And they'll like, so like he has this whole thing where like Anthony Bourne's Bourdain like buys this fish and he's like, oh, he's, I didn't sell his fish, but I don't want to lose it. So he's like, it's, it's like he'll like, he goes through like, he basically like walks you through how this one piece of it worked. Like with like a in kind of like a like a funny way. Okay. It's so it's like super informational. Yeah. Like, it's just one I because yeah. I know you like it and I've heard such good things about it, but it's one where yeah. it's just like, man, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think I can do it. I even that. I mean, I watched like a four minute John Stewart clip where he's interviewing this guy, and even that one, it's just like my mind wants to just go yeah. crazy. Where it's just like, we're just screwed. Every society just collapses because. Of greed, mm-hmm. and the greedy people don't just don't seem to get it. Mm-hmm. That like, you can listen, you can be greedy, but you can't be like so greedy that it starts to affect the majority of people, because then the majority of people just burn the whole thing down. Yeah, to, like it, time and time again. It, and it's funny because it's, it's like I watch this one, and that's where my mind goes to after a four minute clip. I watched this one movie, um, the Fall of Our Country, Margin Call, which it, it doesn't say it's <clears> about that, but it's about wine guys. <laughs> it doesn't say it's about that, but it's it's about that. Um, okay, and it, it takes over. It takes place over the course of wine guys, a day. Um, basically, like uh, Stanley Tucci's character works at this investment firm, and Stanley Tucci. Huh? Why do I know that name? Because he's been in a million things. Oh, that's an actor. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Stanley Cooch, Stanley Tucci's character okay. works at his investment firm. Yep. Um, <laughs> and he's working on something that he's like, he he, he like sees something that's, that that's like isn't like if something happens, it's just not good. Right. And, and but they're they're firing him for some other reason, and he and he gives his uh his research to one of the kids that works underneath him, and he's like. I need you to like, he's like, he's like, look into this. And so like, basically like that happens at like 5 PM and the movie like ends at like 5 PM the next day. And basically like the, the whole course of the movie is like this investment firm, like basically realizing it's basically like a, like a JP Morgan 
realizing that if the market moves in a certain way, they're so over um, over leveraged in this certain area, which would be like the we'll say like the the, 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 the mortgage the, like the mortgage thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Like they're they're so over leveraged in this mortgage thing that if the market moves in this direction slightly, like it's not like the company's gonna like lose like billions. It's like it's just fucking over, and so like it's it's basically them kind of coming to terms with that and then realize okay fuck we gotta offload like stuff we know is shitty before everyone else figures out what the fuck's going on mm-hmm. and so it's like this like it's 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 a i i like the movie like it's good like it's acted well it's got like a bunch of good people in it but yeah it's, it's the same sort of thing where it's you know it's just if you're not in the right headspace the subject matter isn't cause, i'll cause never you, i'll never be in the right headspace exactly uh and that like that really only happened after kids where it's just like I get so wound up about like what kind of a country are my kids mm. moving into and like is it as bad as my worst thoughts mm-hmm. are or is it like today I've had a really good day and like we have a pretty good life and it's it's one of the things where it's like that you know it's it's that all of that was greed and ignorance like there were people that saw the forest for the trees. And I mean, realized, those two things go hand in hand. I oh, think they, they definitely can. And like there, there, um, there are people that see the forest for the trees, and like that's like the Big Short is about like mm-hmm. the people that like saw what was happening. But then is you had the Big Short about the 2008 crisis. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because yeah, it's and it's about the people that saw it and bet against it, and you know, they they made money off it. Yeah, but they aren't they weren't happy about it. But like they they just no one was listening to them so it's like oh well, like like we're we're betting against this thing what are you right. doing about it oh we don't think it's happening well okay you're fucked uh and you know that's because it's similar like this like this investment firm basically coming to terms like oh fuck like if this if this kid's projections are right and the market is moving the way we think it is if we if we want to survive we don't care what happens to everybody else like if we if we want to survive and be here tomorrow mm-hmm. we have to go like just scorched earth and sell everything at a loss just to like not be like taken down with the rest of the ship that's going to sink. And it's basically like themselves like being like one day ahead of everybody else and like not dying. <laughs> and everybody else did. <laughs> what other movies did you watch, Dan? Uh, John McFort. Uh You guys like that, right? Yeah, that was fun. I, I, I liked it more than the last one. It was like the... Man, I'm glad I hadn't bought a ticket to that because that was that Saturday. Oh, yeah. And that was so hectic. The uh the action was like the action was good. They had yeah. they had a neat set piece. Um, I've heard people like did better than three. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's neat seat pit. So like there uh there's the huge man. This wine like hit me all at once, but I feel drunk now. They had the uh, uh the same scene in or similar scene in Mission Impossible when he when uh when he's on that motorbike and he's flying around the Arc de Triomphe in that huge. It's my what probably my about. favorite Mission Impossible scene in yeah. a movie. It was, I was sitting forward in my seat, breathless. Oh yeah, because you're like so fun. Um, so there's a there's a uh, an action fight scene that takes place on that roundabout at night. Oh, where cool. Because like okay. they're because he has to, he has to get somewhere. Sure. And people are trying to stop him. Don't spoil too much. And so there's this long set piece that basically happens as cars are flying by and like people are yeah. Um, 
So that's fun. when I figured we'd watch again for movie night. So yeah, I we, wasn't. We, we definitely could. I wasn't too heartbroken about like because I'll tell you what, John Wick. Any of those movies are not movies I'm going to sit down and watch on my own or with Amber. But like, I just figured at some point, not yeah. everybody from movie night is going to that movie. So at some point, yeah. we'll all just watch it. Uh, Donnie Yen was good. Um, yeah, Ooh, I have a movie. I'm I'm almost done. Okay, sorry. Uh, the next Mama, movie I watched, Mama, Mama. I looked up best Donnie Yen. Next movie, next movie, <laughs> anxiety-inducing greed movies. Yeah, get it on, get it on the docket, Liam. I've, I'll see you guys in like <laughs> six months then. Uh, so look at like best Donnie Yen because I, I'd, I'd always knew he was like, like he's like he's like, he's, he's a cool dude. He's got like cool action stuff whenever he's in movies I watch. Um, so I'm like, oh, let me see what like besides Ip Man because like I've seen uh, the first couple of those like, and there was this uh, in the line of duty four. <laughs> Okay. So I watched that and I'm like it there it's a series of movies that don't like I didn't I didn't know what any of the other ones were and it said they didn't like really like lean like they weren't connected at all. They were just this, like this series of Hong Kong movies called like In the Line of Duty. Um and I gave it did I give it three and a half? Yeah, three and a half. Um had some like the story was nonsense. But that's just kind of what I've learned from like the Hong Kong action movies. What's the movie with John Malkovich? Isn't that being is, John Malkovich? No, in the line of fire. Yes. Okay. Yeah, with the president. Yeah. yeah. My sister Amy loved that movie when we were growing up. That's a, it's, it's a really good movie. Yeah. Um, I remember it being good. I don't know if it's actually good. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's got it's got really good action in it. Uh, the story's nonsense. Like Donnie Yen's supposed to be like a a Seattle cop with this other guy, and both are obviously not. Seattle. American cops. Yeah. Um, and there's this weird like thing with like a guys in this like the CIA and like drug runners and um, but it ends with like people like kicking the shit out of each other. Yeah, uh, it sounds like a good action movie. And it turned out that like the so we, we watched two of them for movie night. We watched um, the one that you keep posting like scenes from. Uh, yes, madam. The mm, yeah. Michelle Yeoh, uh, Cynthia Rothrock one. We've watched that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And there was another one called, uh, oh, it's like something princess. Okay. Uh, it's also like a Michelle Yeoh movie. Um, those retroactively are the the first two, okay. in the in the line of duty series. Okay. And there's a third one, and there's like five more afterwards. Wow. Uh, but it's supposed to be it's like a girl with a gun is like the basically the what the producer wanted to do. Okay. And so that's where like all of these movies came from. And so it's got like a main character lady that just like kicks ass okay um so yeah that, that, that one was fun and then oh i watched enemy oh yeah which i can't talk about why because that ruins enemy <laughs> i don't think i'll ever see it but i almost picked it for my doppelganger movie yes so that, that's I, I picked it for that it could have like there's a couple times where it could have been a bug movie because what's the movie we're doing now or what's the sequence we're doing now Dubs, bugs, Bo- boats, bugs, dubs, boats, bugs, dubs. Yep. And I did dubs, mm-hmm. which could have been a boat. Could have been a boat. My my dubs movie. I was like, I don't know how to explain it. I was happy I picked that movie because uh-huh. I was like, well, 
This uh, this movie looks like it could just be, I mean, a movie that I've seen before, which is ultimately what it was. Mm-hmm. But it was just interesting to see it through a different cultural lens. Like, I don't know. If it, this is going to be me. Spurk- and its anime ending was cool. Speaking in like platitudes about something I don't really fully understand. But like there have been a few times now where like there's uh, certain Korean movies I've watched go on for like a half an hour too long. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they're like. I, I don't know if they, if, that if, they, one, if, it they was, if they like to reach like two and a half hours or something, but it's like, there's something weird. Like it's like that movie, movie should have ended. That movie was two hours and it should have been at most an hour and 40. Yep. yep. There's a whole, but like, and it, it could have been so much better in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. They could have explored that kind of dynamic between those two. Yeah. But I mean, the movie brought me to tears at two different points. Which, I guess for me, isn't that hard to do, but... The main character should have been a clone. I really liked the last, uh, the Japanese movie I picked that was just wild and weird. Oh, your assassin movie. That one, yes, that assassin movie had butterflies. people divided. Oh, yeah, and like... Because I think Rolo hated it. Oh, but I hated it, too. Like, that, like, okay. yeah. But I really dug that movie. It was so, like, it, it was weird a, it was a and fun, avant-garde yeah. and... I don't know. I had a lot of fun watching mm-hmm. that movie. I can't even remember what it was called now. Uh, no, like, it, it was a. It was a. Oh yeah, that was. That would have been before I was keeping track. Um, that that was a fun little like excursion. Well, because it was right. It was right at the that time when they were starting to do more experimental stuff like that. Oh yeah, it was and a, so it was, that it was that that thing where he got drugged, but they're not really explaining that he got drugged, mm-hmm. and it was just like. Mm-hmm. It was a movie where I was like, I bet if I watch this a second time, I'll like it more. Yeah, I could see that. And I always like that kind of stuff where Mm -hmm. it's just like the first time you're like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I mean, that's Gene Wolfe. Yeah. To a fault. It's just like the more you the more you experience it, the more you see all these little subtleties. I I think that's so fun. Branded to kill. Is that what it was called? Yes. We we looked it up. Didn't remember that. Uh, Because you and Liam. Yeah, because we were, we, were, we were trying to figure out where... Because we were seeing how long it took us to get through the last three. Ah, okay. And it wasn't nearly as long as we thought. It was just like seven. It was like eight months. I Well, it wasn't longer than planes, trains, and automobiles because that was the one that felt like the longest. I but don't it couldn't know. have been because Liam wasn't there for planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was pre-COVID. Yeah, but that was up until then, up until uh, Assassin's whatever, whatever. Yeah, because it, it went from like March to December. So it was like, oh, it, like it actually... This, we, I think we worked it up in our minds that it took so much longer, but it was literally just less than a year to get through. Well, still, eight months is a long fucking time. But nine people picking three movies. Like, well, I think we thought there was a lot more, like, in-between spaces where people, like, where we were, like, didn't, weren't actually doing it. Oh, yeah. That's how I felt about this one. But apparently it wasn't. Okay, with a ton of skips, too. Yeah. Because that, like... But, that, it, st- but it still only took the nine months. That's how I feel is just, like, I've had to miss so many movie nights just because of sick kids or, like... Mm-hmm. You know, that was me at lunch explaining to you why I didn't go on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, after that weekend mm-hmm. and everything, and then Tuesday was our, you know, Tuesday was a stressful day at work for Dan and I because of MCAs. It was just like, I just, I I got into bed at 8 and was like asleep by 8.30. Um, okay, this is the last thing I'm going to talk about, then I'm going to go to bed. Oh. This wine's making me sleepy. Um, we took Nemo to see the Super Mario's mm-hmm. Brothers movie. 
That movie's great. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I didn't like. I wanted to go to watch Nemo, watch it, which I did. I probably spent a quarter of the movie just watching Nemo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I actually ended up like really just having fun at that movie. And I know it's. I mean, to be fair, it seems like everything in modernity or currently is divisive. And Mm -hmm. of course this fucking movie is too. Like I saw something on Twitter today. There's this whole group of women that are mad that princess peach isn't more helpless or less helpless. No. Oh, they, they want, wait, they want her to be more helpless. Oh, more like a princess. Right. Like needs the damsel in distress that needs saving. Mm -hmm. Cause like one of the things that the, well, I won't spoil the movie. That's, that's, That's everything John was talking about. that I was telling you about. Who's John? Wallen. Oh yeah. <laughs> like that's what that like he 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 harkens back to the age. John doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Uh no, it was really fun. I really liked the Princess Peach character mm-hmm. because what I liked about her, because she makes me think of my daughter. My daughter loves to be girly, puts on dresses, mm-hmm. loves girly things, loves babies, mm-hmm. but she's a bad motherfucker. Like when she wrestles with Nemo, she holds her own. The other day she's running around. She's got nunchucks stuffed in her underwear and she's got a sword and a gun. Like, run, I mean, yeah. but like, I love that Princess Peach in that movie is allowed to be both things. Mm-hmm. She's bright pink, like, you know, just very girly at one point does. That's the other thing. This movie, I think, really balanced the fan service mm-hmm. to just having its, its own kind of storyline and movie. They never beat you over the head with it. it. That's the way it felt for me, at least. But, like, there's a part where Princess Peach uses her, like, floats out her dress and uses it to float down, mm-hmm. which I think is a reference to Smash Brothers. She, uh, that's how she moved in Mario 2. Okay. Um, she, she could float. That was her. But that's, it was, why, that's why I picked her. It was fun because, like, Mario Odyssey references are in there, and Nemo caught that. He's like, that's from the video game. Like, you know, and then, of course, he gets home and wants to play Mario Kart nonstop. I yeah. mean, that movie is just fun i just i really liked it i really liked charlie day as luigi and jack black as bowser are great that, that, i don't know who that woman is that plays peach but she was fantastic too Annie taylor joy is so hot right now and i also feel like you could say that chris pratt does a really good job because he's just not noticeable as mario like mm-hmm. you're just totally invested in the mario character he's mm-hmm. a great he's a great character in that movie i don't know i really liked it I think they I think they they kind of do their little thing to pay homage to you know the Super Mario Brothers movie from when we were a kid which is god awful. Mm-hmm. Um it was very fun. It was just a fun animated movie where like that thing it doesn't have legs to stand on its own. Like if you went and saw it and had no idea what Mario is, mm-hmm. it's just like, it might be too much. It's too... It's, too inside baseball. Right. It's too inside baseball. But who doesn't know what Mario is? He's literally the like, most... Like, there's probably some people, but they're few and far between. It's like... It's it's the same reason you could go to, like, India and say the word Michael Jordan. Right. And, like, it, there are certain things that transcend the world. Like... Mario's one of them. If you go to that movie and you have a basic idea of Mario, Peach, and... Mario and Luigi and Peach and Bowser. Mm-hmm. Like, if you understand that much, mm-hmm. you're going to like that movie. Yeah. 
well, I shouldn't say you're going to like that movie, but I don't know. I really enjoyed it. And you know me, I'm like, I don't typically, well, actually I enjoy a lot of the kids movies. We watched Rio tonight, which we've seen a bunch of times, but Rio is a really good movie. I like Moana. Uh, Encanto. Encanto. Like there's, yeah. Uh, I was trying to think of, I can't think of it, the little boy with the guitar. Oh. Uh, and Dias de los Muertos. Um, I can't think of the name of that movie. Because the movie's his name. Coco. Coco is fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of good movies, I guess, that I do mm-hmm. like. But I just went to it expecting to just be like, you know, like, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that movie. But instead, I came out of it like, I really liked that movie. <laughs> that movie was a lot of fun. So. Okay. That's my that's my newest movie experience. Otherwise, uh, I'm doing my ADHD. I just want a comfort show. Amber and I rewatched all of New Girl. Ah. Uh. And then we're I just we started watching some. We started watching the IT Crowd. Mm. And I was like, I don't know. I don't really feel like watching this. And Amber was like, Do you just want to start New Girl again? And I was <laughs> like, Yeah. So we just, I just started New Girl again, which is leaving Netflix on Monday. Oh. So I'm gonna have to figure out a way to watch it because I'm not I'm not watching Hulu. Two episodes uh it is succession. Oh, succession has started? Oh no. <laughs> Amber, we have to watch succession. Ted Lasso's also out there. I just haven't Yep, Ted Lasso started. Didn't watch that yet. I watched the first episode just to Oh but. Succession. <laughs> I hate that show so much, but it's so it's so good. But like, man, do I hate it. The character gives a lovely speech about like... Don't. How- don't. <laughs> you shut up. I'm going to bed. <laughs> wine guys. We Wine guys. We can talk about it once. Uh, Schwat's bringing wine next week. Schwat. Somebody's going to have to bring wine. Schwat is. No. Oh. I'm going to go pick up wine because I get there a half hour before Schwat. Yeah. I want to sit down. Well, actually, usually I, I eat food first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe it'll be fine. Just just, just text and be like, you come at 730. You get here. This is all bright wine. Just get fucking I got hammered. Places we can just leave it at my house. Like, I got counter space. Well, that was we, don't, my, we, don't, we don't have to finish the wine. That was my original. Well, me and Amber looked it up today, and it said wine was good for about two to five days after you open it. Oh. Okay. Uh, another Bodo box. Yeah, Liam, bring a box. Uh, well, well, my original plan was I was going to have that Argentinian wine on the mm-hmm. podcast, and then I was going to bring the South African wine to Wine Guys. Mm-hmm. But then I made this, like, the pasta dinner that Amber brought me the leftovers for, and I was like, ooh, wine would go really good with this. Maybe I'll get a bottle of wine I was gonna, that I just drink over the, the weekend. Yeah, do it. Go to Byerly's. Well, I was gonna go to I was gonna Bogo. Go, well, not Bogo, but Bo, Boho. There, there was something I wanted. Buy one to get, half off. There was something I wanted to get from uh, Whole Foods tomorrow, so maybe I'll just get something from their liquor store. Whole Foods is another liquor store that I liked because it felt like my own private liquor oh, store. It's it's only you in there. I fucking hate going to Total Wine. More, it's just so crowded. I hate that place. Fuck Total Wine. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And have a good night. Yeah.
and be excellent to each other. Boop, 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 boop. Thank you.